What's up, church? Make some noise this morning. Yes. Man, it is great to see each and every one of you guys right here in Lithopolis. What's up, Lancaster? It is great to see you guys. And for all of you guys that watch us online and around uh, the world on podcasts or whatever the case might be, it is a pleasure to be here with you guys today. My name is Rick Jones. For those of you guys that don't know me, I'm one of the central pastors here. Uh, Communities pastor is kind of my official title. Uh, But man, it is great to be here with you guys. Um, You always have that moment before the lights come on and like it's dark and you guys can't see my face. At least I hope you can't see my face. Um, I'm kind of going through my mind, like making sure everything's good. Like, okay, is the iPad on? Is the... Bible open to the right page, like, are my pants zipped up? You know what I mean? Like, just the, like the important stuff. And uh, there's always that moment where, like, you just want to, to, to show people who God is to you. You know what I mean? And uh, to be honest with you, while I was worshiping with you all today, uh, it, it really, uh, I don't know, kind of clicked in my mind. Um, I just kind of peeked over my shoulder a couple times, and it broke my heart, to be honest with you. I know that there's people that are here today that uh, aren't able to raise their hands uh, in worship because of something that you feel like you've done or a situation that you've been in or that you're currently in right now. And uh, I just want to say you're in the right place. We've said it so many times. Uh, We'll say it again a couple more times before we hear, but I want you guys to repeat this after me. I want you to say, just keep coming back uh, at the count of three, all right? One, two, three. Just keep coming back. This is important for each and every one of us. It is momentary, the struggles that we go through uh, in a lifetime of struggle, a lifetime of situations and and processes and purposes that we go through. Uh, It is very momentarily. God has a plan for each and every one of you uh, that is is here today that can hear my voice. And I am so excited uh, to be able to teach for you guys. Uh, But one thing that I want to do is something that Pastor Tim probably doesn't get a chance to do a lot of because coming from him would probably sound very braggadocious. Um, So I feel like it's kind of my responsibility to do so every time we do this. At our church, we celebrate a lot. You will always hear our campus pastors like telling uh, the entire church of what is going on in this place, and there is some very exciting things going on. Uh, just to give you a quick rundown of what's going on, our Lancaster campus, we transformed our Lancaster campus, which is a mall. Uh, it's not a whole mall. Stay with me. Um, it is a movie theater that's inside the River Valley Mall in Lancaster, and they transformed that entire place last night into laser tag. It was amazing. We had 60 students that came out from middle school uh, to play laser tag at our middle school. Man, I'm telling you, we can make some noise for that. Uh, There's going to come a time where some of those kids need to know who Jesus is, and it all started with laser tag. I love to use things that are outside the box to reach people with the love of Jesus Christ. And, uh, man, there's just some great stuff going on. High school students, make sure that you guys are at the bonfire. I think it's this coming Thursday. Uh, I think that's the correct date. If, if not, I apologize. Uh, but find one of your youth leaders. Let them know what's going on um, so that you have all the information to go because the best moments in life sometimes happen around a campfire. Uh, really cool stories and moments that I could even share with you in my life from when that happened. Um, but, man, we celebrate all kinds of stuff. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated six years of launching our Lancaster campus. Six years. Man, it has been amazing. Thank you guys so much for supporting and loving. Um, it's been phenomenal. Uh, some very important people to us. Uh, we, we contacted some other churches. We contacted uh, uh, some friends that would just kind of tell us things that we wouldn't know how important these things truly were in our life. Um, they told us, they said, hey, you launch a separate campus, you will very clearly know who you are after you do so. 
truth. It is absolutely true. There are some things that we wish we didn't do. There are things that uh, we wish we would have improved on. But man, in the end, God has moved and he's moved in some powerful ways. And I just want to share this number with you. And if I get a golf clap, we're going to pray and you guys can all go home. All right. This is a big number. This is something that we can celebrate. Uh, in the six years that we were down there, 1,196 people have given their life to Jesus Christ. Come on, make some noise. Make some noise. It's a big thing. Lancaster, you guys better be going crazy. And as a church as a whole, since 2003, when we started doing services and, and, and thinking outside the box, man, we have had 4,500 people give their life to Jesus Christ. And man, I'm telling you what, it's something that we can continually praise God for on things that he has moved in our behalf. Um, I have like a weird vision, um, not like a weird vision, like it doesn't line up with the Bible, but just like a weird picture of heaven, you know what I mean? Like gold streets and you know what I mean? Like the the satellite maps and everything, that's just, they just show up gold instead of black, you know what I mean? Like, whatever it looks like. And I just, I see an entire community of 4,500 people that have given their life to Christ. I see it happening in heaven. But the crazy part is, is we don't know how many of those lives and those situations have changed other situations. There are commitments that happens in both of our auditoriums, at both of our campuses that go home, and then marriages are restored. Addictions are broken. Healing begins to happen in so many ways. And, uh, man, I am so excited to see ultimately what God has done in this place. And, uh, man, to go beyond the walls there, there are so much that's going on with outreach. We're forming outreach teams uh, to go down uh, to help the Hurricane Florence victims and all that stuff. Um, God is doing some amazing things in here, including 50 people last weekend got connected into a small group uh, throughout both of our campuses. And, man, uh, life happens inside of small groups. Um, just because I have the microphone and I'm the community's pastor, I'm going to tell you what we do inside of our small groups. Uh, inside of our small groups, we do four things. We build relationships, we grow spiritually, we serve others, and we develop leadership. And anything that you need is happening inside of those four things, trust me. Uh, being a pastor, I always try to lead my small group in a certain way where it's like I bring next step kits to our small group. You know what I mean? Like it's, I'm going to preach, I'm going to do whatever I can. And uh, the funny thing is, is half the time we don't even get into the message. It doesn't go past pizza. And the cool part is, is there's a lot of people that are inside my group. Maybe if you're inside of a group that you know that the most important thing that they needed in their life happened around eating some pizza. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, that's why you need to be involved. That's why, especially in this, it is a community project. There isn't one specific thing. There isn't one destination of where we need to go. It's a project, right? The community project has been a message series that we started a few weeks ago. Uh, it came from a subpar book, as Pastor Tim basically said, um, that there was one line that he got out of that book that said, we are all a community project. And that kind of escalated into this message series. And I wrote down kind of just some quick notes of what this message series um, has been. In week one, uh, we learned about God's heart for the community. And through a power of an invitation, we asked you guys to pray for so many people inside of our city, and we've been doing that. I hope that, uh, that you have stuck to that. It's, it's coming to an end very soon, um, but don't just let it end there. Continue to push outside the walls of normal comfort, whatever it might be, and just pray for people. Uh, it's one of the things that God called us to do, and I really encourage you to do so. Week two, we talked about community for your soul and how we can't do this life alone. Uh, and then we, we learned about the responsibility of commuting. community is being on us, each and every one of us, hold responsibility, uh, hold the passion, hold the opportunity to see community growing inside of our lives. But that ultimately comes down to me. It's not something that we can force you to do. And then last week uh, was belong, believe, and become. 
kind of some of the steps to get involved with community. And uh, I, I'm pumped up to be here with you today. I'm pumped up um, to celebrate a lot of things. But before we go any further, I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, and I just want to show some, some honor to our lead pastor. Uh, pastor Tim is a, when I grow up, I want to be Pastor Tim. All right, he is, he's that kind of guy. Uh, he is phenomenal. I know him more than just um, a boss or a lead pastor. Uh, I know him as a friend, and um, he doesn't get the credit that is due to him. Uh, I got a glimpse into some of the things uh, that I would personally stress about until I couldn't sleep. And uh, we talked about these things at like 11 o'clock at night, and he's like, all right, good night. You know what I mean? Like, no big deal. Um, he is doing some things. He's, of course, stood on the shoulders of some giants in his lives. And, uh, but more than that, it hasn't just been, hey, take two of these, call me in the morning, and you're going to, boom, birth an amazing church. It's constant and continual faithful steps that he takes. And uh, I love that we have a pastor that isn't afraid to take steps, even when they seem very scary. Very scary. So I want to give it up for Pastor Tim. I want to give it up for his wife, Pastor Laura Lee, and uh, their kids. Man, they're, uh, they're an amazing family, and, and I'm, we are so thankful um, that they are here. I want to thank all the staff and their families and kids uh, that sacrifice on a daily basis for our ministry. Uh, we have some workaholics uh, because we love the passion, this community project that we continually put ourselves out for. And uh, it comes with a cost. And sometimes uh, we have seasons that the, it's crazy. So I just want to thank all of the wives, all the families, everybody that has to do with our staff. Seriously, thank you so much. Um, we are all standing on the shoulders of giants. Amen. I hope that you can find that in your life as well. So today, uh, I'm going to preach from just a couple uh, different scriptures. Um, if you are the ones that go ahead of time and you put like little bookmarks in your Bible or you do that thing, this is the opportunity where I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that thing. Stay with me. Uh, John 14, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12 after that, and then we will end on Ephesians chapter 4. And uh, you don't have to take notes here, but when you get to heaven, God's going to ask you if you took notes here. And if you did not, you're going to be in trouble. So I would definitely at least pay attention, put out some stuff on Twitter, Facebook, whatever it takes to remember some things. Because uh, you're going to want to remember some of the things that I say here today. Not because I'm cool and witty and understand what that is. It's actually the complete opposite. This is something that we can leave here different than when we showed up, if you can apply these things. Um, so John chapter 14 is where we're going to start. And uh, this is a really cool scripture in my mind, and I just wanted to set the groundwork for where we're going to be going. Uh, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and uh, he literally just laid out the plan for the gospel. He said, I can't be with you anymore. I have to give up my life for your sins and the sins of everybody else in this world so that we can have eternal life and live together. He said, but don't worry, I'm going to come back on the third day, and that's when I want you to begin the church. That's when I want you 12 to learn everything that you possibly could have in the past three and a half years. Take all of the collective opportunities that we've had to minister to people, to see miracles all in the name of the Father. And I want you to go ahead and start this ministry, start this capital C church. And that's what we're going to pick up right here in John chapter 14. We'll start in verse 1. And it says, don't let this throw you. I love how that starts because it's too funny that, you know, we're like, oh, well, if God told us this, then we would go ahead and move forward with something. It's like, well, if I get an email or a text message from Jesus himself, then I'll go ahead and make this big, bold step in my life. But right here, Jesus just got done telling his disciples what's going on. And then he says, I know you. Find faith in the fact that God knows you. And even in this, he's going to say, don't let this throw you. 
Don't let this throw you. You can you trust God, don't you? Trust me. There is plenty of room for you in my father's house. There is room for you in this house. There is room for you to use your skills, talents, and abilities inside of this place. There's a lot of places that are worldwide that want to be inclusive. They want to be very exclusive to the people that they're reaching. They don't want to step outside the walls and do things that are crazy and do things that are going to reach the people where they are. That's what Jesus did. And in this, he said, there is room for you here. If that weren't so, I would have told you, I'm on my way to get a room ready for you. And if I'm on my way to get a room ready, I'll come back and get you so you can live where I can live. You already know the road that I'm taking. I love this part. Doubting Thomas says, Master, we have no idea where you're going. How do you expect us to know the road? Have you ever been there? Have you ever wrestled with a sermon on Sunday and then just completely threw it to the wind on Monday? Jesus, of course, explains the road. He explains everything that's going on here. And they say, wait a minute. We, don't, we weren't paying attention. We weren't, we weren't doing those things. We didn't want to apply those messages to our lives. What do you mean you're not going to be here? You said you were the Savior. How can we do this without you? Apply your own personal situation in that moment and come back and say, Master, we have no idea what you're talking about. Jesus said, I am the road. I am the truth and I am the life. No man gets to the Father apart from me. Helping people get on the path to God. Amen? That's why we do it. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one gets to the Father except through him. So you want to know why we want to reach thousands and give away millions? Because it is imperative that we continually push people towards Jesus Christ. We have to. We can't push them towards us. If that was the case, we would call this message series community product, right? We'd be like, hey, you want to be like us, man? You just got to walk this way and talk this way and dress this way and, and do all these things, right? That's the product. No. You see, this microphone, as powerful as it might be inside this room, it's not outside these walls. People down in Lithopolis can't hear what I'm saying right now. People in Canal Winchester, nope. It has to be a collective effort where each and every one of us take with us a commission of being a project, of knowing that we're not literally a product of those that surround us. To say, hey, come with me. That's why we say, just keep coming back. You don't feel like you can worship today? It's cool, I understand that. That breaks my heart. But we don't worship God to remind God who he is. We, remind, we worship and literally lift up our praises to God so that we can remind ourselves who God is, that he has never left us, that he's never forsaken us. And in those moments, we begin to find the grass works, the roots for being a community project. Amen? If you guys would, I want to, uh, to read this scripture and, uh, and then pray. Have you guys wrestle with a question and, uh, and then really, again, try to get you to open your minds and your hearts and, and your purpose uh, to begin to see what this community project looks like to each and every one of you. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15 says, Now if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason be stop being a part of the body. And if the ear would say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. 
If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of smell hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but there is one body. I'm congratulating myself. That is the best I did reading that. Dyslexia kicks in when I read that. And I'm like, hand, foot, mouth, ear. I just said like a disease. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Each and every one of us have a purpose inside of this body. There are skills, there are talents, there are abilities that you have that we need. And I don't mean this as a product. I mean this as a project. We need you to be able to share the, the, the hurts, the scars, the pains that you've gone through with somebody that comes to this place. Somebody that has the opportunity to walk outside of these walls knowing that there is hope inside of their lives, not because of who they are, but because who Jesus Christ is to them. So today I want to ask you this question. This is what I want us to wrestle with. Are you a community project? Or are you a community product? Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here in your presence. God, the worship that we got to experience, the, the life change that we get to see, the celebrations that we get to hear. God, don't let those ever get old to us. God, I pray that in this moment, you would just continue to open our mind. You would continue to open our hearts. That, Lord, that we could see the purpose that you have for us. God, I just pray today through all things that we would know how truly favored we are. God, we see that in your works because of our mighty Buckeyes. God, we love you and thank you. It is in your name that we pray and all of God's people said, amen. amen. Man, the weather forecast has been ridiculous the past couple weeks, hasn't it? It's been hot. It's been cold. It's been weird. It's been rainy. The weather prediction was a whiteout yesterday. We were talking about going on a two-hour delay for church, but the Buckeyes won. That is the ultimate forecast of what we need to know about, right? When I went to bed, I'll be honest with you, they were losing. I was like, man, I'm not feeling well. I got like this stuff going on. So I was like, I'm out. And uh, I thought that I was going to have to bring some extra encouragement this morning. But then Jesus showed up. At the 11th hour, sometimes it happens. But man, God is good and uh, God is faithful. And man, um, so today, I, I just want you to wrestle with this concept of being a project or a product, right? This is the ultimate opportunity that we have of, of a project being in process. Like in today's world, we are an instantaneous generation, right? With the brand new phones that everybody just got this week, it, we hold them up and it's like, man, if, if the app doesn't download in four seconds, we're like, God, why have you forsaken me? Like, what's going on? This is an instantaneous world. We don't want to hear that there is progress. We don't want to hear any of that stuff. We ultimately want to know the product, the end result, right? You ever been to the Bureau of Motor Vehicles? The very last thing that you want to hear is, we're almost there. No, give me my license. Give me the little sticker that costs way too much so that I can leave and get out of this place, right? Man, if you've ever had like um, a temperamental or behavioral problem with your kid, and you go to, to meet the teacher and you have that, you know, awkward encounter. It's like, hey, how are we doing? And the teacher says, hey, we're in progress. We're getting a little bit better. That means, no, we're failing. We need to change some stuff up and do things differently, right? Well, we've had the opportunity as a family to, to fly uh, the past couple years on vacation. And this year we went down to Florida. And uh, that, that was a lot of fun. But my wife has the biggest fear of flying ever. Like, you don't even know. I can't 
I can't come up with words to exaggerate how much she hates flying. Well, uh, there's always delays that happen. Of course, you get delayed, you get thrown back, and it's like, really? There has to be a way. There has to, there's, it seems like hundreds of planes sitting on the ground going somewhere. I just want to get onto them. I don't want to sit here in this moment. I want to get to somewhere else other than here. And you go back and you talk to the lady behind the counter, and she's just typing away. And she looks up with just that awkward smile back down and it's like who are you typing are you typing nasa like do you work for space like what is going on oh sir we have progress this is looking great what's looking great i don't care about the process i don't care about any of that stuff i ultimately want an answer to get where to my destination we live in a world that doesn't want anything to do with the process but today i want to ultimately ask you the question would you be a process to be a project you have to be a process right Everything in this world has a process. You get cut on your arm today, go to the hospital, they stitch you up. There's a process to healing. Forgiving, it might be a decision, but ultimately there's a process that happens there. So today I want to talk about a project and what a project ultimately looks like to excel into a process. Number one, you can write this stuff down. This is pretty good. Uh, if you are going to be a project, the process, the first step, you got to have a plan. Each and every one of us has to have a plan. Proverbs 16, 9 says, The heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. So any project that you could ever imagine, I love to start projects. Um, I, I have a lot of schooling and knowledge in these things from YouTube. It really helps me out, like, you know what I mean, like get deeper into debt because I messed something up and it cost me way more than what it should have. You know what I mean? Um, but you always start by beginning the planning process. One thing um, that you might do, I'm not saying that I personally do this, but I would start a new, um, or you might start a new Pinterest board and just get like inspirations on colors. I'm, again, I'm not saying that I do this or would ever do this, but you might do this, right? So I'm just trying to be relevant with you guys. Um, so my Pinterest board is awesome. Follow me. It's really cool. Um, but anyway, you get stuff and you just start putting it out there, right? You, you want it to look like this. You want it to be inspired by this. You want the color. You want the, the modern. You want the country feel or whatever the case is. But you got to plan for it. This is the time where we try to avoid mistakes. We try to do it inside of a budget. We try to do all of these things. We try to avoid things at all costs. My wife wants to avoid flying at all costs. But man, we get on the airplane. You see the Grand Canyon? You see the tops of mountains, you see a crystal clear ocean, and it completely changes every, every fear that you had. And you begin to see things completely differently. Sometimes in our lives, maybe some of the plans that we make keeps us from some of the greatest potential that God has for us. Because we're planning to avoid horrible things in our lives. This is part of the process. This is planning. But then, I will say the second step comes up. And the second step is, is a little bit more fun in some ways. This is the building process. So now we have, have plans. This is the blood, sweat, the tears, the hard work. This is where we get to work, get dirty, build things up. Deuteronomy 15.10 says, you shall, give him, you shall give to him freely, and your heart shall not be grudging while you give to him. Because of this, the Lord will bless you in all of your work and all that you undertake. This is the time where we just begin, right? Every show, again, not saying that I've watched it on HGTV, every show that I have ever watched that starts by flipping something or remodeling something or trying to do something cheap for home improvements inside of your house, 
This is the part that is always misconstrued. This is why I start projects at my house. Because it's like, they remodeled their bathroom in six minutes. They started tearing stuff down. They went to commercial. They came back, and it was done. I can do that. And then two months later, you know what I mean? Like, I'm getting reminded that the bathroom's not done. It's like, women, I understand. You don't have to remind us every couple months that a project isn't done. We know. You know what I mean? But this is the part that is so funny, right? The, the part that is celebrated is beginning the process, right? It, it's beginning. Hashtag demo day. Everybody talks about that. It's the time where we, we tear things apart and we begin the, the new facelift or the process of, of what we want things to look like. But this is also super hard work. This is the time where we begin to, to unveil what's behind everything. Never one time have I watched one of these shows and they haven't come up with a mold problem a foundation problem, something that is going to cost them way more money than they ever wanted to pay and prolong the project so much longer than we ever wanted to stay in this one particular place, right? What about your life? Maybe you started working on something and maybe you tried to, 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 to start demo day in your life by making a decision to follow Jesus Christ. And then you go, oh my goodness, that was way harder than what I thought. And you, become, you begin to, to unsurface some things in your life that are just wrecking you. And it feels more like a curse than it does a blessing. <clears throat> what does that look like in your life? The building process is tough. But here's the last process that I want to talk about. And this is where I just want to hang out for a couple minutes. This is evaluating. Is the plan working? 2 Timothy 2.7 says, think over what I say. For the Lord will give you understanding in everything. You see, when we talk about being a community project or we talk about being a community product, what does this look like in your life? You know, I, I truly think that being a community product has a lot to do with position. It has a lot to do with, with people telling you maybe where you've been in your life or things that have come across uh, labeled as or, or been influenced by. This is the part where it's like, man, I don't, want, I don't want to focus on a position, but ultimately, at the end of the day, this is where I'm at. This is the ultimate battle between position and purpose. Our purpose is the project. The position is where we stand. The crazy part about community is today at the end of the service, I'm not going to have somebody out in the foyer that's giving away community badges mayor badges saying hey thank you so much for being a part of community you're successfully doing it hey great job on being connected in the community this is great you get to put on on your instagram a little blue check that says you are certified connected into community but on the other hand we're not going to have a police officer that's standing out in the foyer either we're not going to have somebody that gives you a ticket or a warning or or get you arrested because you're not connected this is the part of the equation that we begin to evaluate. God, is this working? Did it turn out the way that we wanted it to turn out? This isn't normally how I preach and how I communicate. And I'm just going to ask permission to stomp on your toes for a minute, so I apologize for that. But man, when I was writing this and kind of going through this, I, I couldn't couldn't get past this without saying this if you continue to search for a position if you continue to focus on the position you're going to lose sight of your purpose 
So many times we go through life thinking, oh my goodness, I just work at Starbucks, right? No, no, you work for Jesus. You pray for that cup of coffee and you'll be a coffee revivalist. Your position doesn't matter when your purpose supersedes everything that you could possibly do in your life. Amen? Man, I'm telling you, but sometimes we get stuck on this. Sometimes we get, we get literally entrenched with everything that goes around us. And if you get to the point where you are evaluating your position, evaluating the simple fact that you feel like a community product, you will begin to pray for your prayer requests. I'm going to say that again because some of you guys are like, what? You begin to pray for your prayer requests. Maybe your prayer request looks like this at some point in time. God, use me. Sounds good when the worship leader's leading the music and, and, the, and the bass is hitting and the, the jam is right there, right? God, use me. Use me in any way possible. And then I run into somebody at Walmart. It's been a year probably since I've seen them. Not only are they not connected and not serving, they don't even go to church anymore. And I said, man, what happened? Oh, bro. The church was using me. But wait a minute, I thought, that, I thought that's what you prayed for. Hey, Pastor Rick, man, I really feel like there's this bridge between high school ministry and college ministry or high school and career. And man, I, I want to be a bridge. I want to I step in the gap for every way that I possibly can. Same scenario a couple months later. Hey, man, what? Why aren't you in church anymore? Oh, I feel like people are walking all over me. But man, I thought you asked to be a bridge. I thought that I just want to be a light. I just want to be a light in this world. We're reaching people that normally don't come to church. I want to be a light, God. Wait a minute, it's dark and I'm lonely. If you start focusing on the position, you're going to lose sight of the purpose really quick. You're going to start praying for things that you've already prayed for. And when God moves, you're going to feel regret. You're going to feel like a, you're going to feel horrible. Let's just put it where it's at. You're going to feel much worse than a product of the community. You're going to begin to feel maybe some of the ways that you are right now. You feel worthless. You feel lonely. You feel like you're an addict. You feel like you are who your parents said you were. You are who the community that you're in says that you are. You can't get out of that addiction. You can't get out of that situation. You can't go past this abuse that happened. Just keep coming. We are all a project. We're never going to get towards the goal of the mark of the high calling. Amen? I want to show you this. Ephesians chapter 4. We'll start in verse 11. It says, so Christ, himself gave him, so Christ himself gave to the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity and faith in the knowledge of the Son of God, becoming mature and attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by the wind by the teaching, <clears throat> by the cunning of craftiness and the people and the deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow and become in every respect 
the mature body of him who is at the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We are a building with many bricks, and we need you. You can't go somewhere and not have a first floor. You can't instantly get on the elevator and skip over things and and do all of, it starts at the ground floor. Do you see yourself as a product of those that you're surrounded with? I see it all the time. I see uh, different pockets of friends and groups that I uh, am associated with. I I get in there and I hear somebody instantly start talking different. It's like, who are you? But it happens to each and every one of us, doesn't it? Hang around the water cooler long enough. You'll see your vernacular change. You'll, you'll see your, your purpose and your vocabulary begin to, to change into those that are around you. And then the attitude comes. I am just divorced. I am an addict. I am not good enough. I am all of the things that people have put on your shoulders for so long. If you evaluate the purpose, everything begins to change. We celebrate a lot. We shared numbers. I I, I told you some of the amazing things that is happening inside of our church. Guess what? That is not the product. That's the project. At some point in time, we're going to celebrate 5,000 lives to Christ. The next, we're going to celebrate 10,000 lives to lives lives change for Christ. We're going to continue to do all of those things. You know why? Because this isn't the end result. We're not a product of the community. We are a project inside of the community that is going to continue to push the walls and the boundaries of everything else. So if you're open for it today, I'm going to change things up from what we normally do. I'm asking each and every one of you to stand on your feet at both of our campuses today. And I'm going to ask you just to clear your mind, open your heart. Drop the things that you need to drop. The stereotypical things that have been brought into your life. The labels. Don't carry them out of the doors of this church today. In a couple moments, I'm going to ask you to, to close your eyes. And I'm just going to... I just want to share some scripture. I want you to hold on to these. Throw them on Facebook later. Do whatever you got to do to remember them because this is of the utmost importance. Our purpose is helping people get on the path to God. Have you fallen off that path? Do you need reminded of that path for each and every one of you? Don't be a product of those around you. God called you to way more than that. Would you close your eyes today and As I share this scripture with you, I just ask today, again, that these would brush across your heart, that you would begin to see purpose in yourself that you have never seen before, because God wants so much more for you. Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his purpose and his power that is working inside of Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you, the plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Philippians 2.13 says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. John 10.10 says, a thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life. Church, absorb this in your heart today. Know that all of us together are a community project. Each and every one of you, community project. Us together as a whole, community project. We're never going to reach the destination. It is a process. It is a purpose. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray today that, God, our purpose continues to be everything that is in you. God, help us to shake off these labels and these problems that we continually see ourselves dipping in. God, today I would just ask for every person that feels like they're a product of their culture, a product of the community that is around them, God, they would just let that fall off of them right now in this moment. God, renew them. Fill them up with your plans and your purpose for each and every one of them. God, there are so many parts of this body. We need them. Empower them. Fulfill them today. God, help to lift their head. Lift their head high. Knowing that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God, give us grace. Give us mercy. Give us encouragement. Give us wisdom. We ask for a double portion of all of these things. It is in your name that we pray and all of God's people said with great encouragement, amen. Thank you guys for being here together. We all are a truly a community project.